Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of One More Minute for Mo Mitch Mondays. This is your girl, Monique Mitchell, and I'm so excited to bring you all today's awesome and amazing podcast. I have two special guests, the Melissa Mitchell, and I also have Melanie Mitchell with me, too. Together, collectively, we represent Mitchell Girl Magic. And so today's podcast falls on a very special day. We all just so happen to be in the same sorority. It is Founders Day. And I thought what better day, what better way to celebrate such a momentous occasion. So Melissa, Melanie, we want to talk about the power of our sisterhood. Um, one thing I love about being a Mitchell is that I have two amazing sisters, people that I look up to, people that I confide in. We are, uh, our relationship are seamless they're absolutely amazing and people ask us all the time and look in awe and wonder how we do it and so ladies just give us a little tidbit on the power of sisterhood why it's important to you <clears throat> um had to get some media training for this podcast because apparently i'm too much um yeah sisterhood means a lot to me um without my mother's sisterhood she wouldn't have met my father and they wouldn't have gotten married and and you know in wedlock had us um, <laughs> y'all said be classy. Um, please so keep well. it classy. Um, yeah, and then I have y'all, and then I have my collegiate sisters. And I mean, I wouldn't be like you know, if, I, if it wasn't for a sister looking out for me in my career, I wouldn't be where I was. Or y'all looking out for me in just life, I wouldn't be where I was. Or my mother's sister, it's just, you know, sisterhood is just it created me. So I'm very thankful for it. It means a lot to me, and just being there for people and supporting people that you love. Melissa, what about you? I think sisterhood is in, is inclusive of so much. Um, when we talk about our bloodline and me being the oldest, a lot of the decisions that I made was based on having two younger sisters behind me uh, watching everything that I did. So I went to FAMU always anticipating what would my sisters think if I did this. So a lot of things that I could have done, I purposely stayed out of because I knew I was setting a trend and a pattern for two people to follow behind me. So having a sister uh sisterhood like ours is a strong compa- uh accountability but even beyond that it's knowing that there's somebody just like you that shares your dna and your blood that has the same wants and needs and we're made of the same fabric so it's just like having built-in besties even we have our ups and downs we know there is no one that can compare with the three of us that we have and so even as we all decided to join the same sisterhood we even carry a, an additional legacy through our mother through the sorority and i think Having a sisterhood is so precious to us because, again, you have people who understand you in many, many different ways. And people always ask us, how do we how do we survive or how do we do things? And I said, well, I have my sisters. You know, we get in a spat with one of our friends or something happens and we always know we have each other. So having built-in besties, travel partners, supporting um, what we do, even with my brand and doing things that I'm doing in my my career – I know that I can count on one of my sisters to do something for me. So any dream that I have, I know God has equipped me with the right people because my sisters automatically come in for the clutch for me. So it, it's a blessing to have a sisterhood that's bigger than just saying we are we have the same mom and dad. We really are real life friends. Well, I think uh, sisterhood is so important. I must say that my sisters are definitely my backbone, as Melissa mentioned, like best in built in besties. I know that if ever the world were to turn their back on me, I know that my sisters will always be there when I need them most. Um, One thing I love about sisterhood is that, or my sisterhood in particular, 
um, aside from the one that I have with my friends, is that uh, there's no better feeling than being connected to people who fully understand you, who love you unconditionally, and who pour into you and speak life into you, uh, even in those areas that you may not see the light. They kind of just are the light in your life to help you keep going. So sisters, Melissa and Melanie, what is your favorite part of being a Mitchell girl? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a <laughs> that's a loaded question, right? Um, we laugh all the time and say people love us until they, they know all that we've had to endure. I think the most important thing that I like about us is that we laugh at every single thing. Like we make the funniest inside jokes about stuff that has literally lasted us for 20, 30 years. And it's just so funny because I can like send one word and Mo is like, I'm not doing this with you. Or right when I'm about to cry, my eyes get really big and Melanie's like, nope, 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 nope. So you have sisters who know you in and out. Um, It's just glad to know that you have another human being that shares a lot of the same things with you and you know your secrets are semi-safe with them. (laughs) So um, I just love that we can laugh and have a good time. We have so much fun. I just think about Thanksgiving. We uh, had to share a king-size bed uh, because we, of course, got a suite and all of us stayed in it. And when when I tell you we did not leave that room for four or five hours, we laid in the bed and swapped stories. We're on Instagram, talking to relatives uh, on folks' phones, having a good time. And we just I said, y'all, we've been in this room for four hours, had the time of our lives. And I was like, man, I'm so glad I have my sisters. I was having a rough week, and God knew I needed that reprieve, but... You just never know that your your own family or your own sisters can be a remedy. And they are exactly that for me. Um, I think what I love the most about being a Mitchell girl is though Melissa's 35, I'm 30, Melanie's 23. There is like no, there doesn't seem like there's a difference in age range because we have such a great time with each other. And it's just an amazing feeling, like I said, to know that you have people that have your back and you're like-minded. Like we have our own inside jokes. Um, we all have the same passions. One thing I love about the three of us is that we support each other. I think that's awesome. Like if I have an idea, even if it may not be the best idea, my sister be like, oh, that's great. Or if something's whack, I know that Melanie would be the person like, oh, you whack or you're trying to be like me or, you know, she'll say something snarky, but I'd be like, Absolutely. I should probably rethink that. Absolutely. Um, so that's one thing I love about my sisters is that we support each other. Um, there's no like, bound those are there are no boundaries with age like we all just just so happen or it seems to feel like we're the same person yeah i mean we all get together and act 12 years old so i mean that's the fun part we can laugh and giggle and just the the cards that we've all been dealt and the way we've had to hold each other down over the years that is why we're so close you know people envy our relationship but they really don't know why we are the way we are why we're so close you know a lot of it comes from our hardships and just life uh that's why we are in our humor our humor that's probably my like our laughs really are my favorite part like our inside jokes sometimes so foul and so ridiculous (laughs) (laughs) when we can only share them with each other from the worst experiences like we have inside jokes i know this sounds extremely morbid but we have inside jokes from our dad's funeral (laughs) and it's just we have to find the 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 something to laugh at We, we always find humor and everything and that's like literally my life motto is to laugh to keep from crying and that's how we've survived over these years for real. Pretty much, pretty much. Um, but yeah, just just the laughs, like the giggles, the the jokes, the text messages, the screenshots, the the way we run jokes into the ground. That's just what I enjoy. But then also the success. Like we all 
you know, it's, it's a lot of groups of, there's no Tito in this group. I appreciate that. No Tito's, baby. There, there's no Tito. Like, we're all... <laughs> we got three Beyonce's in, in the Mitchell household. Yeah, yeah. Like, everyone has their own, like, jush. And especially being the youngest, it was a lot of pressure. Like, I wouldn't say Solange, because... Well, okay, I'll say early Solange pressure. Like, oh, you know, you're the youngest sister. You ain't going to be like your sisters. You want to be like your sisters. Or you're going to be a flop or whatever. And I came through like, who? Who's going to be a flop? So I think we all carry our own weight and have our own you know, idiosyncrasies that make us who we are and make us great. And we bring something different to the table, but we are all like-minded. So it's like, you can tell we're sisters, but we all are different in our own way. You know? So I love that. I love our individuality. Um, We all have our own style. We have our own personalities. We have our own lifestyles. And that's great. You know, we all know Jesus at the end of the day. Amen. But, you know. Don't tap me. No, I'm Play nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's um us. We just three peas in a pod, but we have our own little side pods too. So aside from sisterhood, I just wanna get y'all's, you know, perspective on things. So we live in a time where, you know, it's like the yes girl movement where it is so important to have a sister circle. Shout out to the sister circle with my amazing ism, Rashawn. Um, it is so important to have a group of people behind you <clears throat> that support you aside from like your <coughs> blood sisters. Everybody doesn't have siblings. Everybody doesn't have the opportunity to have family members. How important is having a tribe? And what are some of the greatest lessons you've learned from having a awesome support system called friends? Oh, goodness. It, um, as I am um, I'm fresh off a four-hour book release, I think my tribe has kept me sane. My tribe has supported me. My tribe has pushed me. My tribe has reminded me of my greatness. My tribe has been my refuge. And so people, a lot of it, I've heard someone say that don't trust a woman who doesn't have a lot of friends. And so friend, friends is a term that is used very loosely. But I think a tribe is even more than friends. I think a tribe is your lifeline. And aside from just having blood sisters, really close sorority sisters and friends that I've chosen as my own family members, I think that is important because when you have a tribe, you have a guaranteed group of people who are committed to you winning and they remind you of why you need to win. And so if you pick your tribe wisely, they will push you closer to your purpose and who you're destined to be. So don't be afraid to share your dreams because somebody in your tribe might hold the answer or the resources that you need. So um, even even as I prepare to uh, launch my book globally, I made a call to my cousin and my sister. They said, oh, we could do this in-house. And within three days, I had a full full tour plan just from the resources within my tribe. So having a tribe and trusting your tribe is important for thriving and getting to the next level. So you definitely have to have a core sisterhood that is committed to being, um, being there for you, even when you can't be there for yourself. So um, I segued into a tribe from sisterhood because I think one advantage I have, or I think you have, if you have siblings that you, you learn how to be part of being a friend is on how to be a sister. You learn how to love people for the good and the bad, the ups and the downs. And so I think even within the last year, my definition of for friendship has definitely changed. You know, when you lose friends and you, you know, people you think will be there forever. They, they disappear or things fade away. And I have to say that, just based upon my own personal experiences that I've really leaned on my tribe and I've really defined my tribe. 
uh, of friends and people that just love me unconditionally. And even, like I said, when those moments where I'm just like filled with despair, they just so happen to be there to help lift me up. And I think a tribe is so important because those are the people that pray with you, pray for you. Those are the people that believe, help you believe in your dreams. Those are the people that help give you that extra push. So even with sisterhood, your tribe um, is pretty much like your support system. And I think it's so important to have that. So important to have a, a group of people that you can do things with and be yourself wholly and completely. Okay. Um, I'm thankful for my tribe. To still have a hut in this tribe, uh, <laughs> still have a fire in this tribe. If you know my tribe, really, it took a village for me. It's still taking a village to this day, mm-hmm. and I'm th- <laughs> 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 no shade, me. no shade. I'm thankful for my tribe and my village for still um, raising this child. That is me. Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have made it these past couple years, or still not being able to make it without my tribe. Um, and that's just in my house tribe. That's just in this personal hut. But like my friend hut is a good hut. Um, just, you know, people who uplift and people who like-minded. And, and I, I noticed that time isn't always a factor. Like sometimes you can meet, you know, a village Absolutely. member at the watering hole who, you know, really is a part of the, you know, it's like, hey, what tribe? You look like you my, my people. So I'm thankful for, you know, the people on my team, the people who I do have. And sometimes, you know, that door is revolving, some people, mm-hmm. you know. But I, I'm still thankful at the end of the day uh, for the people that I do have in my life. And they are the people that keep me going, for real. I do think it's sometimes as you get older, it can be a hard lesson when you have a tribe and people walk out of the tribe with or without your knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely helps to stretch you and helps you to really grow and um, just really change your mindset and how you deal with people. It makes you appreciate the people that you do have in your life. Would y'all agree with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I have like an imaginary tribe, people who I look up to, who you don't know they're my friends. I mean, I was going to get there, friend. Oh, okay. But I'm, I'm just saying like Thanks. the Issa's and the Quintas and the Tiffany's and the Yvonne's and the, even the Ryan's because I still need, still need me a Keith. But anyway, um, don't look at me like that. No, it's still people who I look up to in Hollywood or just, you know, famous people or the Oprahs and the Gales. And, you know, they keep me going, too. It's like, if I can be like Oprah, if I can be like Gail, if I can be like Issa, you know, I keep them around. for Not keep them around because they don't know me. But, you know, I, I follow them for inspiration to show that I can do it, too. That's a good point. So sometimes you need that imaginary tribe to keep you on your feet. Like that, the dream board tribe. <laughs> The people that you look up to. So, Melissa, who would be in your imaginary tribe? Um, I think for me, business-wise, I look to I look to a lot of nameless people. I look for people who have triumphed. Like, I just found a video today of a young lady who was in an abusive marriage. They ended up in a car accident, and they told her she would never walk again, never have children again, and never be able to paint again. And within months, she defied all those odds. So, I look for the uncommon hero and say... I want to be a voice for somebody who doesn't have one. So, I, I mean, of course, we have the Oprahs and the Beyonces and all those things. But I look at the people who have triumphed over sadness, grief, um, rejection, um, um, bad business practices, and they were able to rebound from that. So I think for me, having having people who don't have that prominent name, I want to, I, I would love to have the wealth and y'all can keep the fame. And while I like being in front of the camera, I love to do things behind the scenes. And people are like, I didn't know you did that. And I didn't know that. And so I think for me, it's really important that as you develop your tribe, 
you don't begin to make your tribe your idol. Because I see mm-hmm. a lot of people who want to, man, I, I, man, if I don't meet Oprah, man, I'm going to kill myself. Man, it's crazy. It's like, you know, it's Oprah's deep. cool. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, I like Oprah, but I'm not impressed with with the uh, with just having no, I'm not impressed with just meeting somebody. I want to meet I want to have a love be in a level where if I'm in a room with Oprah, she's equally impressed with my with my story as I am with hers. Mm-hmm. And I think that as you develop all of these attributes that will have you in a room with those people, you say, man, I deserve to be in here because even when I was meeting a lot of celebrities over the past year, I was never overly a fan. I was humbled and grateful for being in those rooms, but God said, your gift made room for you and brought you before great men. So don't ever be fooled to think that you're not worthy to be in a room or not worthy to sit with the Beyonce's and all those different things because everybody has a story. And I think your story is what's going to open that door. So when I think of my tribe, I want to pull people up as I climb. So even as I develop my team and my brand, I'm not trying to go look for these high-powered folks. I want folks that I've known for years that have helped me with my with my craft. And and as I climb, I say, you know, Mo, you're going to be my communication director. Well, I, don't, I, I haven't done that. I said, no, well, you're going to be it. I'm going to start calling you that, and you're going to walk in it. And so you never know the kind of things you can pull out of your tribe because they mm-hmm. may need you to pull out your purpose. So I think as you run after your purpose, you need to keep a rope on your, on your waist because as you run, everybody in your tribe will run with you. So... Um, when people ask me who I look up to, I usually name one of my sisters or my mom because I know their story and I know what, what God has for them. Even with all we've been through, we've still managed to keep a very strong face and keep kept strong faith. So I think as you develop who you want to be in your tribe, you have to make sure it's somebody that you understand their story and not just their glory. And so people say, oh, it's, it's dope to be a mentor. I said, bro, we were just in a car crying getting in here. Just so daily. you just never know what people go through. And even as I paint with the brightest colors and wear the brightest wraps, I secretly have a lot of grief that I deal with even now. My father's been gone almost eight years. And it's, if you said his name right now, I probably start tearing up. But I am able to create some of the most beautiful and brightest paintings. So when you see something that somebody's created, you don't know the level or the price they've paid to push out their purpose. So when you pick your tribe, make sure you know the story because it might be something similar to yours and it might propel you to push past your current comfort zone. Child, you better come here and be deep, sis. You know, that's what I do. I don't even want to say nothing no more. I mean, I had nothing to say either. Well, close it out then. I ain't ain't closing (laughs) it out. But, um, so you you brought up a great point. You talked about, uh, talked about losing dad and, you know, going through personal issues and persevering through that. Um, you know, I talked about I didn't do my 2017 wrap up and I didn't talk about, you know, the the things that I experienced in 2017. But I do feel like one uh, constant message I've heard from people is about the trauma and things that they've experienced. And as I've gotten older, I've kind of learned not to wear my trauma on my sleeve and make things that I've been through always the topic of my conversations. Um, even when people walk away, um, I think one of the things when you're dealing with grief is it's like a two there's two sides to grief one where you 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 know you grieve the loss of someone that's no longer here or even grieving the loss of people that are still breathing right um and sometimes that's losing relationships that's people dying that's you know losing opportunities that's failing that's feeling you know filled with doubt not feeling like you're worth it so how do you process those feelings of hurt and and moving past things that you've been through and how's that been pivotal in your success, because Melissa, you have this awesome brand. It's continued to grow. Your book just launched, now available for order at www.melissaamitchell.com. 
Awesome. Then, Melanie, you got some great things coming on the pipeline. You got your podcast. You are a, a budding comedian. You are a social media guru. You know, like, so how do you use the things that you've been through, you know, things that people know about publicly, things that people know about privately? Um, and how do you use those things to fuel you to be successful and be who you are today? Well, as everybody knows, I'm very vocal about grieving, um, disappointment, and um, stumbling blocks. And I have realized that it's not about me, right? So I have experienced a myriad of things. But when you start reading the history of some of the greatest people, they have truly experienced some dark moments. And it's, it's not that serious. I mean, of course, I'll carry some things with me, but it's all about knowing and owning your different ups and downs and using that um, for as necessary so if you think about um, when you, something happened when you were younger, you might be the gateway to heal somebody else that's going through that same thing. Or if you had some sort of tragic loss at work or, you know, your unemployment might be the space where God needed to get you alone to actually do some work in you. So all the ups and downs, they all have purpose. And uh, my dad used to always quote Romans eight twenty eight, how all things work together for the good of those who love God. And I was just like, why do you keep saying the scripture? OK, we get it. But as I live my life, I begin to have to live out. <laughs> Romans 8, 28, and even his death and the loss of jobs and relationships and failed friendships. And even when I failed my friends, God has allowed those moments to become more of defining moments for me. And I said, wow, I'm actually becoming who God wants me to be. So in hindsight, it's important that you look back and see where God was in your life. And so I always take a, I have a very strong practice of just taking a moment, relishing in it. Even today when I released my book, I had to take about 30 minutes to say, this is what I prayed for. So whatever comes with it to be prepared for that. And I think that when you own your your pain, you can own your joy because you know the price that you paid for that. So it's just a different experience. So it's just important to be who you are and and, and own that and run towards what God calls you to do and, and, and be willing to take the ups and downs because no matter what happens in your life, God is absolutely with you one step, every step of the way. Um, one thing I'm learning about your past, your past doesn't necessarily indicate what your future will be. And yeah. I think that sometimes we are held hostage to who we used to be. And it really hinders us from being who we're going to be. And so when I think about those type of things, um, it's really helped to catapult me into the next realm of whatever my life is going to be and what I see for myself. And I do think I'm guilty. I'm, I'm a Virgo. I overthink everything. I want to know everything. I have questions. I beat myself up. Can't nobody haze me more than Monique. Okay. Um, and so sometimes I, f- I felt myself, you know, being uh, chained to things that I've done or mistakes that I've made and thinking that I couldn't bounce back from them. And I think once I started to process those things that I'd been through, I used that as a way to build myself up. Um, And even with this podcast, One More Minute is dedicated to talking about the things that your mom didn't warn you about. Like I always reference, you know, your mom told you, oh, boy, it's going to break your heart. But she didn't tell you what would happen when your friends would. And so I use all of my experiences. You know, I'm pretty transparent about that as a way to encourage others, but it also helps to fuel me in things that I want and uh, the way I want my life to go for myself. And it also actually motivates me. Melanie, what about you? How do you have things that you've been through uh, help you get to the next level? Um, it's encouraged me to always be myself. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's all I can be, is be myself. Um, I'm very honest. I never, I've never been a good liar, honestly. <laughs> like, never. But it's it's made me be myself. Like, I mean, be more honest with 
anything. You tell me, ask me if I like something I don't like, I'm going to say that. If you piss me off, I'm going to say that. So, you know, in some instances, people try to, mm, throw, I guess, salt or dirt in my name or, like, frame me or say something or expose me, whatever. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm just be all the way, all the way honest all the time. So if I don't like somebody, I'm going to let them know that. So I, I think me being so honest and free with my words, not, like, not having a filter t- to that extent, but, like, being real all the time, it, it frees me of, you know, oh, my God. Like, you know what I'm saying? If, if you got to tell a lie, you got to remember that. So that's not <laughs> that's not how I like doing things. And then I turn my pain into jokes. Like, I can't think of one joke I haven't made about something. Like, not just to self... What's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Self... De, you know what I'm talking about? Self... Dist- I don't know. De, de, whatever. Yeah, Self-deprecating or something so, like that. Yeah, something like that. That word. Not just, you know, trying to tear myself down, but just to acknowledge it. Like, I'm not perfect. I'll be the first one to tell you that my, you know, I don't have my life together. But acknowledging that and being honest with myself is what has helped me, you know, be me. And a lot of people can't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we kind of deep a little bit. Yeah. This is, um, We've been through enough. I've been, I be saying some stuff sometimes. It's a good little sister chat. I think um, one reason I wanted to invite y'all to my podcast is not only because y'all are lit and y'all are my sisters, yeah. is that um, I think that People idolize people based upon what things look like, which you don't always know what people go through, what it took for them to even post a picture or even, you know, people aren't as consumed as you, self-consumed as you think that they are. Um, And I think that what I love about y'all is that we like to have a good time. We like to beat our faces. We like to, you know, post the old nasty beat selfie, but we have a lot of depth and, you know, we have conversations about life and things we've been through and things that we want to do and we encourage each other and I think it's great for people to see that side of us um and see how we are collectively as a unit and how sisterhood and friendship uh is essential to the soul but it is important Mm -hmm. to um it's important to thrive in the world when you have a support system you have great friendship and great sisterhood. It really helps to propel you to the next level. So before we finish the podcast, hope you that you all enjoyed it so far. Um, let's talk about your personal projects. What are you all working on? What do you want people to know? And how can we get in contact with you? Oh, me first? Okay. Um, what's up, um, Melanie? Um, personal projects. I'm getting my YouTube back up off the ground. Matter of fact, let me take that away. Um, getting my YouTube back up off the ground, talking you know, my trash as usual. Trying to, you know, showcase myself and put myself out there. And um, I get paid from YouTube, so why not do that? Um, I just got a new job today. Well, last week. <laughs> and um, it just it just showed me that one, God is on my side. And if you write things down, I'm just starting to write things down. But I'm, I even looked at this notebook that I have right here. And I wrote down my goals and I've already achieved one of these goals and we're 11 days into the year. I mean, 15 days into the year. So, you know, things are really, you know, looking up for me this year. So I got a really great job in a company that's very well respected in the industry and where I want to be. And it's a step in the right direction. I'm not all the way there yet. I still, you know, bill's still real, but I do know that that was a sign like God still has me and I'm I'm on the right path. Um, I have some lit trips Coming up this year, I'm very excited about uh, my podcast. Is always on my grown the podcast at OMG at on my grown TP. I'm sorry on Instagram and Twitter, not on my grown tip on my grown TP. Um, what else I got going on? Yeah, just life. I got life going on. I realize how young I am and how much life I have to live, 
and not to, you know, continuously beat myself up over it. So I'm finally, I don't even think I can call it post-grad depression because it's been two years now. So (laughs) it's been a minute. But, you know, just conquering that and realizing who I am and, you know, like when he was saying, people fall in love with the image and what they see. And that people, oh, Mel, you're doing so great. You're so lit. You do this, you do that. And I'm like, y'all have no idea what I'm going through over Mm -hmm. here. But, you know, thanks, though. So I'm just trying to, like Drake said, you know you're great when you are who you think you are. So I'm trying to be who I think I am. Come on, yes. And, um, okay, now. You know, you know, got a little, got a couple Shondos in me. But I'm trying to become who I think I am and who everybody thinks I am, clearly. Um, but yeah, that's that's my, that's what I'm on right now. I'm excited, Melissa. What you got, what you got coming down the pipeline? Well, you know, I'm, I'm young Mike Mitch in the building. Um, that's our dad. But um, I think for me, I have several projects um, coming down the pipeline. I just released my book uh, this past week, and it's a surreal experience. You write things down, you make it plain, you tell God what you want, and you you know you kind of leave it there. But God was like, not only do you have to take this this petition off the mantle, you need to run with it and do it, do it. And so what God has shown me is that if I throw myself a hundred percent at a project. He'll come behind me one million percent. And so this project is taking its own uh, flight in itself. Um, so as I'm almost sold out of books, I'm like, well, the Lord, the Lord is like, so what else you got for me? We 15 days in. What else you want? Um, and, and one of my favorite quotes, uh, and that's it's actually not a quote. One of my favorite lines from a Rick Ross song. He talks about um, you're not a true boss until everybody at your table is eating steak. And so I am not going to rest until everybody on my team has a res- um, residual income. Um, somebody tap, they tap into their talents. They have passive income coming. Um, I think uh, to be a boss, you really have to be about building generational wealth. And even on my wall, I have the multi-million dollar mind and that I'm not just thinking about, oh, I sold some books. Cool. I can chill. I can go buy something. Every time I sell or do something, I flip that money and put it back into another part of my business. And I empower you to develop your tribe, develop your craft and really lean on your sisterhood. And, and Melanie touched on something earlier that I think is very important. And if there's a revolving door in your line of sisters or friendships, allow that door to go ahead and close because you close never it. know. You never know who is in your life that's holding up the person you're supposed to become. And I had to learn that very quickly last year as I was developing my book. Um, you know, you never know if you're dating somebody. It might be good for the moment, mm. but they may really truly be. Um, in the way impeding the process of what God wants to get out of you and so the moment you let that go it literally is like the floodgates being opened up and so um, I don't know who that's for God told me to mention that but I know for sure that 2011 belongs to the dreamer it belongs to the doer and it belongs to the leaper you said 2011 oh did I Right, okay. I'm, 2018, I'm high school. Right, 2018 equals 11, so I'm always uh, on 11. But this year does belong to the dreamer, the doer, and the jumper. Um, I have taken some leaps even in this beginning part of the year, and it's almost scared me, but I look back and I had wings. So the moment you get off that cliff and jump, it will allow you to really make that, uh, that transition to the next level. So you can order my book at melissaamitchell.com. You can follow me on Instagram at ABL Creations, and that is spelled A-B-E-I-L-L-E Creations, and that is on Instagram. And most importantly, keep the Mitchell girls lifted. Pray for us. We'll pray for you. And just know that we will not disappoint. We know that this is truly the year of elevation and manifestation and acceleration. And so as we prepare to uh, to take flight and do the things that we're called to do, we'll be praying for you and pulling you right along with us. All right, Evangelist, you better do that thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I guess I should talk about our personal projects. Um, yeah. 
I have launched Moments Media, uh, my new little communications uh, firm situation. Um, I'm excited to be a part of my sister's team as a communications director. Working on this is a big project. After that, Moments Media will be taking off, so be on the lookout. Um, we also have um, we will. We'll be relaunching and rebranding the Single Black Female Project, so be on the lookout for that. Okay, Lindsay okay. and I, we, we, we got some stuff coming down the pipeline. Also, just, you know, taking moments Mondays for one more minute to the next level. I got some great interviews coming down the line. Um, I've You know, you all have requested it, and I'm making it happen. Um, I have some great people in my network. I want to make sure I utilize that. And really just leveling up. I'm literally becoming the baddest bee in every sense of the word, not just in terms of looks, but being a businesswoman and, you know, just being my whole free self and really doing the darn thing. So, um, Melissa, Melanie, thank you all so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know you all had some of the other things that you could be doing, but you found it not robbery uh, to be with me because you all know that we're what? Working. Oh, we're, we're working. working. <laughs> we're working. I was working. like, I don't know where you're going with this one. Right. 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 What street we on? But uh, <laughs> just thank you so much. I hope that you who all is listening has, you know, taken away some gems. Hope that it bless your life. I hope that you listen, like, and share. And as always, I'm going to keep giving you more. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Monificent11. Make sure you follow the Single Black Fremo Project at SBR Project. Stay tuned for another episode of Mo Mitch Mondays for one more minute. Thanks so much. And I hope you all have an amazing day. And also, happy Founders Day to the lovely ladies of my sorority.